My sister-in-law, Christine, is one of those uber hostesses. You know the type. She thinks nothing of having multiple house guests at once. She effortlessly, or at least it looks that way, can host a holiday dinner for 30. And when our nephews were young, she wouldn't hesitate to invite any one of her four sons' entire sports team and their families for a cookout. And she can totally do impromptu. As in, suddenly there are seven more people than she expected for dinner, and she can totally pull it off. She stays relaxed. She makes everyone feel welcome. She makes it work. I deeply respect this. And if I'm being completely honest with you, it's also a source of great envy for me. (laughs) There are many wonderful things about my sister-in-law, but I actually think this may be her superpower. I love to host as well, but I don't do very well with surprises, at least not big ones. I think the difference in our hostessing is that we come at these situations from completely different directions. I am sure I won't have enough, and she is sure she will. She's great at putting people to work in her kitchen, and I tend to think I have to do it all myself. I'm sure that has nothing to do with any control issues I might have. (laughs) She trusts it will all work out. People will help, they will share, and she's crystal clear that the most important thing is being together. There's a lot of Christine in the readings this morning. Elisha has confidence that there will be enough and some to spare. The psalmist trusts that God will open wide God's hand and satisfy the needs of every living creature. The Ephesians are told that God at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly more than all we can ask or imagine. Christ fed the multitudes from five loaves and two fish and had leftovers. How do we embrace this concept of abundance? How do we move from a place of fear of scarcity and careful planning to a place of trust and loosening our grip? Trust that it will all work out, that people will help, people will share, and the most important thing is being together. I think the key might just be found in the gorgeous, lofty, and poetic passage from Ephesians. The trust, the belief in all that God can do in us and through us is prayed in this passage. We are told that it is from the riches of God's glory that we are strengthened by the Spirit. We are told that Christ dwells in our hearts through faith. We are told that we are rooted and grounded in love. It is prayed for us 
that we have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of Christ's love for us so that we may be filled with the fullness of God. I can't help but wonder if Browning borrowed this expansive and iconic image of love for her famous sonnet, How Do I Love Thee? A love that positively fills all imaginable space and creates a fully dimensional and tangible picture of the very essence of complete devotion, the very breadth and length and height and depth of love filled with all of the fullness of God. It is out of this fullness of God, this love that fills all space, it is through this power at work within us that God is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. We could never imagine feeding 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. God imagines it for us. Christ manifests the imagining and uses ordinary people to help carry out this miracle. Ordinary people who are willing to be used. I think it's helpful to remember that this letter, Ephesians, was written to an entire community the new Christian community of Ephesus, and that the you in it is not singular, but plural. It is community learning how to reimagine itself, how to live as followers of Christ. This new Christian identity brings with it a distinctive unity of Jew and Gentile that did not exist before. It is forged entirely through God's grace. And together, the believers enjoy a shared intimacy with God and each other that they have never before experienced. I think that collective coexistence with Christ applies to us today, too. When we, as a community, have that power to comprehend the enormity of Christ's love for us. And when we accept being filled with the fullness of God, we are able to act out of that abundance. In this very moment, we are the ordinary people who can make miracles happen. We can help make them happen. We are the ordinary people who fill bags upon bags with food to help feed our larger community. We realize that on our own, it may be difficult to make a difference. But when we all put our offerings together, when we act out of that fullness of God, when we act out of our unity and fellowship, we have an abundance to share. My one bag with your one bag and your one bag, and your one bag, can fill a truck, can fill a warehouse, can fill stomachs. 
when we act not from our own power, but trust the power of the Spirit that strengthens us, when we lean not on our own limited imagining, but trust in God's imagining for us, when we act not from our personal fear of scarcity, but trust in the abundance of doing things in community, we accomplish this and so much more. One commentator states that this, this letter to the Ephesians, is what worship and service and fellowship and the whole life of the church is about. This divine love is not knowledge gained by private study, but loved, learned through the fellowship of the church. In this community, we learn the love of Christ, both Christ's love for us and what it means to love Christ in others. We are loving Christ in others by sharing our abundance this morning. And every time we join together to enact God's imagining, we are, as those uber hostesses do so well, opening our hands and loosening our grip, opening our hearts and trusting that together we have enough to share.